We've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Coleraine, Bendigo, Ballarat, Waterball, Bet365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong. Yes, yeah, time for the Country Racing Show on this Thursday morning. It feels like a long time since I've been on the Country Racing Show. Nikita Ross has been holding the fort over the last couple of weeks. Good morning to you, Nikita. Good morning, Matty. Uh, nice to be back and with a new team as well, slightly yes. different team. Very different makeup today. Yeah, two Mets and a Nikita. Very fitting that we've got Matthew Stewart on the Country Racing Show because there's hardly a bigger fan of country racing than you, Matthew. No, no, absolutely. And. Serge Beanie is going to join us from Colac. Um, there was a time when they used to, to run the picnics down that way. I think they were the last western part of the state track to drop the picnics right. uh, all those years ago. Serge might even be a long enough resident down there to remember those days. I'm not sure, but I didn't realise this, but he grew up in my hometown of Bacchus Marsh, so he and I already clicked and we haven't even interviewed him yet. Mm. No, he'll be very interesting. So... Uh, it's just one of those things, you look through the, the, the form guide, Matt, and you, there's a name that pops up that you're not overly familiar with, so you do a little bit of digging and you give them a call and all of a sudden you think there might be an interesting chat there and hopefully, well, I'm sure Serge will be able to enlighten the, the listeners to what he's able to do. He's got, he trains for a few horses for himself and um, he's been in the game for a long time, so it'll be really interesting. And did you tell me yesterday that he was um, in the Apex Club or Lions Club or Rotary of, of Colac as well? I think... He has some sort of connection yeah. with the uh, the Rotary. He's got a connection with a few different things. So yeah, yeah he be... might be he might be Mister Colac, and well, and Nikita Hillsville. Thank God it's back. It is back. I was up there yesterday. Track looks sensational. Um, surrounds look look amazing as well. The club have done a magnificent job. There'll be a piece on CRV socials a bit later today about that. Um, but well done to everyone involved. We know they're largely a volunteer-based club and um, the effort that they have um, gone to to get this meeting up, back up and running after losing the first four um, is phenomenal. So I wish them all the best. Well, they had trees falling on amenities buildings they a few years ago they nearly were um, consumed by the black saturday fires and the rising river surrounding it had caused issues so it's almost been a biblical scale run of uh, bad luck so uh, fingers crossed because it is probably with due respect to bell narring yeah. when people think picnics close to melbourne they automatically think of hillsville so i wonder whether they might get a massive crowd who's been just waiting to go and now they can so might try and get up there myself. Mm. Uh, well, let's hope they do get a big crowd. Mm. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly, Matt. But uh, Serge is on the line now. Um, Serge Beanie, I speak of. He's got a runner at Werribee tomorrow. That's why it pricked our interest, and he joins us on Big V Racing. Hello to you, Serge. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, thanks to all the listeners that are listening. Well, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Serge. When did you first start training horses? Oh, I started training horses way back in the early 70s, and... Uh, and did that professionally for quite a while. And uh, in those days, there was only a few race meetings that you could go to, and it was always a struggle. And then I went and did other things for probably about 25, 30 years. And uh, when I retired from what I was doing um, as an executive at Toyota, I uh, I then went uh, back and thought, well, I'll get my licence and play around with a couple, and, and that's what I've done. Serge, tell us a little bit about um, your stable star that goes around tomorrow at Werribee, Kashua's, won the, the four races. Tell us a little bit about this galloper. Well, Kashua's a great little horse. He's been great for us, and uh, I, I bought him online, and uh, he's been nothing but uh, 
but really good. He's been pretty consistent. He's not he's not a superstar in the sense that uh, he's got the ability, but sometimes he, he I think by spoil him a little bit, and uh, he doesn't think like a racehorse. But he's always there, and he'll run a good race again tomorrow for sure. That he'll, brief, he'll run well. That brief period of twenty five to thirty years that sort of bookended your uh, your training with horses. What did you do in the meantime, Serge? I was uh, I, w- I was a plant manager at Toyota down in Altona. Yeah, uh, living in Bacchus Marsh at the time on the farm there, and uh, and you know I uh, I worked my way up, and then I was working for the vice president of Toyota Australia for the last three years of my tenure at Toyota, and uh, then I retired, and uh, and that's what I've uh, been doing, running a farm at Colac, and. Uh, Got a few cows and a few acres, and uh, we we uh, involved with the footy club at the Sydney Swans, and uh, and keeping very busy with running the farm, training horses, and uh, with the footy season just around the corner, always busy there too. Whereabouts in this is a bit of a personal one because my dad yes. we grew up in Bacchus Marsh. Where whereabouts was your farm in Bacchus Marsh? Well, uh, originally we had some land at Parwin, just uh, yep. you know where Parwin is, of course. Yep. Just up on the hill there, and then we bought over in Murnion, over near the Lidgets there. In Murnion, we ended up with quite a big farm over that side of the town. Uh, as you go up the highway towards Ballarat, you're actually, you actually can see most of the land. It's undulating, it's beautiful country, but we didn't get a lot of rain there, and I chased the rain down the Colac, and uh, that's where we were. So it was a lovely area, and you could... Actually, on the, on that peak there that you can see as you're driving around along the highway up to Ballarat, we could actually see the ships going out in the bay every evening. And uh, so it was a spectacular thing, the skyline of Melbourne and the uh, rest of it. Incidentally, when we first went to live in Bacchus Marsh, there was only 5,000, 4,900 people when my wife Gail and I moved to Bacchus Marsh. And... Uh, and, you know, it was a great place, but now it's uh, bustling and it's uh, kicked on by years, kicked on, hasn't it? It's part of Melbourne virtually. Who was your family doctor? <laughs> uh, it's getting very personal I, now. No, no, I, um, oh, gee, you, you test me there, but uh, my doctor was actually a Dr. Stewart. He actually delivered my daughter, Dr. Stewart. Well, you know who he was, don't you? Your dad. That's right, sir. <laughs> oh, my God, eh? <laughs> He delivered half the town uh, so, at one stage. So, Shannon, I remember the horrified look in those days, you know, fathers. Oh, look, I, I was there when Shannon was born, of course, and uh, when she first uh, appeared, she had a head that was sort of uh, like a... Um, or what do you call them? You know, those flashbacks on those cars that uh, like a pushback and I was looking in horrification, if you like, <laughs> and I remember Dr. Stewart saying to me, don't worry, it'll straighten out. <laughs> and we assume it did. Yeah. <laughs> we assume that was one of his better diagnoses, yeah. that the Shannon's head would straighten <laughs> out. And a good horsewoman as well. He does very well around the shows and is a great help for me on the farm here as well with the horses and all. Hey, Serge, so, never yep. told me yesterday that you were involved. My dad, funny enough, the, the bloke who delivered your daughter, was part of the Rotary Club in Bacchus Marsh. And it was fascinating because um, um, Matt Nevitt said that you were, I think, part of that in, in Colac or Bacchus Marsh, Rotary or Lions or Apex or one of those. Yep, Is that right? I was. I was both in, uh, 
uh, Russell Gilbert's still my accountant over there in Bacchus Marsh, and Russell... He was our accountant as well. This is getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) So he was actually... uh, I was in the Rotary at at Bacchus Marsh, and then when I come to Colac, I joined the Rotary Club here. I was president for two years in a row, and I think that was the first time since 1934 that... uh, that I was pre- that a president did two terms, as you know, Rotary rotates every year, and uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I'm not so much involved, but I still get to do a lot of community work and, in a sense, with uh, different things. Uh, but Rotary has been a great part of our lives, and um, you know, unfortunately, COVID sort of made a big hit onto the whole thing, but. Uh, the Colac clubs, there's two clubs in Colac, they're both very, very good and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to also be nominated for a Paul, Paul Harris uh, fellowship, so it was fantastic. So that has been a very important part of our life. Can I just ask you a bit about that era of when a lot of locals were heavily involved in, whether it was Apex Locals, Lions... Uh, Rotary Club, and my dad was involved and others. And I remember talking to Amanda Elliott once about her f- her father when he came yep. back from the war um, up at um, Ngambi. Um, it was a massive era of rebuild and community spirit and all that sort of stuff. And these clubs all emerged. And when you drive into these country towns, Nikita, like Benalla, you'll see the badges on the of welcome course. to yep. signs. It's not really something... I know we're getting off, tra- uh, off no, subject no, a bit, Serge, but, but the that sense of growing communities and those volunteer clubs were huge through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, but I wonder whether they're... they're, Are they as strong now as they used to be, those local community clubs? Well, unfortunately, probably not, because, you know, you've touched on it. The era that, that, you know, communities and people in communities always help their neighbours in some way, and and that uh, that was probably the premise of what Rotary Clubs and Apex Clubs and all of that were about, and they actually did, like, even think about legacy that straight after the war. Uh, my wife, Gail's uncle, actually, uh, Uncle Cliff, was very much involved in legacy where they used to help, you know, the widows of uh, people that had um, been in the war and uh, served the country. And they used to go out and do, uh, get wood in the bush and take it home to Williamstown in that area. That, you know, all those things happen with all the voluntary clubs. Unfortunately now, governments are very quick to hand out money rather than, you know, let communities go about their business and that's what's happening and and of course the pressures now of work the longer hours and um, people seem to be you know, let's say they might start a little bit later but they in the evenings they seem to get home a little bit later and it makes it a bit more difficult and you know, while it's still very, very much um, a thing that happens in communities, it's not as strong as it used to be. It's Government tend to sort of give out a lot of uh, welfare and money a lot easier nowadays than they did in the past. Colac horseman Serge Beanie is on the line on the Country Racing Show. He's got a runner tomorrow at Werribee. It's called Kashiwa. It goes around in race seven. Serge, something you mentioned just before was that you have an involvement with the Sydney Swans. Now... Tell me how, or t- first of all, tell me what you do at the Sydney Swans and how you can manage that when you're living in Colac and the Sydney Swans are based in Sydney. Well, it's a, it's a long story. I was actually, um, I was, the involvement goes back a long way when I was 
probably 16, 17 recruited by him. Never good enough to play league football or never good enough to be there, but uh, ended up playing at Williamstown in the VFA, not with the seniors, but was there. Les Twentyman and so forth, all those guys that uh, were still great mates. And then, you know, because I was there and uh, we had Tommy Lais and, uh, and Bobby Skilton as coaches way back then, and, um, you know, just continued. And uh, I used to go to the games occasionally. And uh, when they'd moved up to Sydney, they had no staff there. And uh, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, one day I'm in the rooms before the game and they threw me a, a, a tracksuit top and said, you better help us today. We're short on staff. And that was over 30 years ago, 30, 35 years ago probably, but 30, say, three years ago and uh, been doing it ever since. So um, it's been a great journey, and even though I've moved from Bacchus Marsh to Kyle Lake, that still continues. Life member, which I'm very proud of, um, and made a lot of friends in uh, in football, and uh, you know people like uh, Tony Lockett, Paul Kelly, all the all the famous names. I won't go through them all. Goodie and and so forth. The whole family, the Goods family, and uh, it's been a great journey, and uh, and uh, I've. Still there, still there, been involved in uh, in all the GFs. And uh, so it's a great ride and uh, I still get uh, made very welcome. And uh, funny enough, um, even this year we'll be uh, going around again and uh, I fit it in. Occasionally they'll, they'll ask if I'd like to go with the state, but I'll find it very hard with the horses and it's usually a couple of days. But... Um, I'm, I'm quite happy just to support in Melbourne and uh, you make a lot of friends and a lot of foot, football friends, but also uh, of the staff that's been there. I could go on about a lot of a lot of staff that we've been involved with at the Sydney Swans. A great club, a great club. And, uh, and I think their culture is something that, um, you know, others, I'm talking about, whether it's a racing club or a, a football club or you know, croquet club, the culture that the Swans have installed into their players and their playing group is something to be behold. And uh, they're very respectful. The players, when they turn up for match days, they always make sure they uh, come and speak to you. And, you know, the McCartney boys, the Colac family, all of those guys, you know, Dan Ramby, any one of them is um, a fantastic people. Jake Lloyd is another one who's very close to I'm very close to him and I'm very happy to say also very very close to the uh, good family so yes great memories and not only great memories as, as I often say we just keep the memories the soul fellas keep the memories and the young blokes just keep making the new bits of history for the club Serge, last one before we let you go. You just still got just got the three horses in work. You're obviously a very busy man. I'm not sure how you do it all, but uh, just the three horses in work, or anything we should be keeping an eye out on. Yeah, well, I've got three horses in work, and you know, Cashy will always run a good race for us. And uh, he, as I say, he he'll be there doing his best, I'm sure, tomorrow. And uh, but the other one is young Kisso. Kisso's the horse that we bred, and uh, he's. Uh, He's, he's shown a bit of potential. He's had two runs here. He shouldn't saw the second run, but his first run was good. Actually, surprised a little bit at Waterball. He, he led. He led. Uh, he got to the lead half, or well, not halfway up the straight, at the top of the straight, and then run out of steam. And uh, I should have 
tipped him straight out, but he's back in work and doing terrific. He's probably about four or five weeks off, so we'll see how we go with him. I've got uh, great... Uh, well, I, I, I feel that he'll be a little bit better than just... Um, a, you know, a maiden winner. He, I'm sure he'll go through the grades a little bit, uh, progress through the grades pretty good. Serge, we appreciate your time on Big V Racing in the Country Racing Show. Lovely to get to know you. We'll be certainly tuning in tomorrow at Werribee to watch Kashiwa go around in race seven. And uh, I wish you all the best in the footy this year. Hopefully you run a nice second to the Demons. Good luck. No, 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 no. Don't, don't put that one on me. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that we'll... We, we were... Act- Actually, last year's grand final was so disappointing in the sense of, but, you know, we can never hold it against the players. They do their best that they can always do, but I think that this year, uh, with the younger brigade getting a little bit stronger, all clubs improve, but I'm sure the Swans will improve just that little bit more. Yeah, they'll be thereabouts, no doubt about that. Hey, uh, Serge, appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, all the best. Thank you. Serge Beanie joining us there, local, or Colac local horseman who's got a couple of horses in work and he's got one tomorrow at Werribee. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Welcome back to Big V Racing and the Country Racing Show. Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Nikita Ross are with you on this Thursday morning. We've got green light on still to come with Dan Malecki to preview the Big Hunter Cup weekend in the trots. And uh, we've got a couple of greyhound trainers as well to help us back a couple of winners tonight at Sandown. But as we touched on earlier, guys, really looking forward to Heelsville this weekend. And Shelley Kirkpatrick is a trainer with a couple of runners there, and she joins us. Good morning to you, Shelley. Good morning. How are you all? I'm well, thank you. How excited are you to head back to Heelsville and uh, see your horses go around? Uh, finally, it's been a long time coming for the club, that's for sure. Mm. Shelley, uh, talk to us a bit about um, how you got involved in, in racing, I guess. We had a chat yesterday and you said that it wasn't really something that you were familiar with early on. It was basically when you met your now husband, Rob, that you become involved. Yeah, actually, I was brought up um, in the greyhound industry, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, my husband, Rob, um, he's an ex-jumps jockey. He, he was riding around the picnics and I got hooked both to the husband and the picnic circuit. <laughs> Which did you love more? Uh, no oh, personal question, <laughs> because I, I've been to the picnic so much. I, I, I know deep down, obviously, the obvious answer is you love the picnics more, because how could you not? What was it? I mean, those of us who love it, I think there's common threads as to why, but what, what was, if I said to you, what was it that first captured you with uh, when you started going to the picnics about the picnics? It's so hands-on. There's... Um, the family atmosphere is just sensational. Um, I'll give you a good example. Heelsville, you've got to actually walk the length of the straight to get your horse into the mounting yard. After the races, nearly every trainer stops their horse along the way back um, and all the kids are just hanging all over the fence, patting all these horses and asking questions and getting photos with them. It's, It's a really sensational atmosphere. It is, and that's a lovely image, isn't it? You think mm. about the the connection of kids to horses and where it all begins and that, and that's the, Shelley, that's kind of where these, these journeys begin, isn't it? And who knows where these kids, kids may end up. Well, if we can influence some of them back into the, into the industry, that'd be great. Are you still involved with the greyhounds, or did you give that entirely away to focus on the horses? No, no, no. It was actually my parents that had the greyhounds, so okay. um, I always had horses growing up. Um, my dad always made sure I had a couple of show horses and whatnot, but um, no, they um, that was in the 80s more so than anything with my parents. 
Shelley, uh, your stable star, I'm going to assume, in, in Star Cripper, took out the Mansfield Cup two starts ago and um, has put together a pretty good record. Three seconds and a first in its last four starts. Uh, that was your first cup. Uh, tell us how much of a, a thrill that was. Um, I actually don't remember the horse going past the line. Once he, once he got past the Lloyd, I was, I was sort of blacked out from there, I think. Um, but yeah, so exciting and, um, oh, it's just, it's just such a great thrill. I mean, I guess some people say, you know, it's just a picnic cup, but you've, you've got no, you know, some people have no idea how much work goes into these horses and, and he just tries so hard. He's just an absolute ripper of a horse. He's, um... His, his stable name is actually Forrest. Um, he was actually Forrest named Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> He's a little not... simple on it, the boy. <laughs> you knocked off Gerald Egan, who's like the king of the manor up there. And yeah. We won the with Tiger Keen and we won the, uh, the Mansfield Cup two years ago with Maldestro and it was the same yep. thing. It was this... Because these are not Cox Plate horses, mm. so you know what they're... To win a town cup has a really special feel about it and... Uh, it is. It is almost indescribable, isn't it, uh, that sense of joy uh, to win not just a picnic race but one where it's the centrepiece race of the town and the day. It sort of feels yes. pretty special, doesn't it? Yes, it, it sure does. And um, the club's put so much work and effort into it and you know, just as much as we put as much work in, into our horses. So to watch a day come off like that is so well. It's really good. It's just brilliant. But, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. And then yeah, a couple of newspapers rang up and came out and did photos and... Yeah, it was a bit overwhelming, to be honest. Now, Shelley, you celebrated your 10-year wedding anniversary recently and um, you yep. had a slightly unusual, not venue, but day for your wedding. Tell uh, tell the listeners uh, where you got married to Rob. Oh, I guess it shows how much we love the picnic circuit. Um, we actually got married um, at Yay Races um, on a race meeting um, in between race two and three on the racetrack at, at the winning post. Um, all the jockeys were down there in colours with us, and our guests were actually on the track with us. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit different. As far as I know, we were the first people to ever get married um, on a racetrack on a race day in Australia. So, uh, was, was yeah, it, a little different. Was it a quick exchange of vows? You know, <laughs> as the horses went to the was it? Do you take this man, and then do you have a tip in the yeah. third? You know, yeah. <laughs> actually, racing Victoria was really good. They extended the time in between the two races for us so that we didn't have to have um, a shotgun wedding sort of thing. So um, it was. It, they they made it even more special for us. So would, it was good. You would have had a few wedding crashes, wouldn't you, for just people who have gone to attend the races and start joining in at the reception? Well, I think you guys actually um, said it was, was happening over the radio. We ended up with people oh. there from Mornington, um, <laughs> from all over Victoria. There were people there from, you know, there was 4,000 people there. It was crazy. Well, people go a long way for those yeah. free-cut sandwiches, yes. won't they? <laughs> well, actually, as all the ladies drove through the gate, they were all handed a champagne glass, and every lady there got um, a glass full of champagne just, just so they could toast us. I tell you, oh, that's a great story. It is. You know, yeah, the, the lovely, great, absolutely lovely. The great stories too. Of, I love the, the little country meetings with their fashions on the field and I think we yeah. were talking about this. The one at Mansfield this year was a classic. I, I sat in on it for a while with one of my kids. We sat front row and it was one of the divisions and it was a field of two. And the woman who was organising it kept saying, look, come on, girls, you know, we've only got a field or two. We need some more. And some random just walked out of the crowd. I think she sort of had half gumboots on. She won it. 
So the the, the, the non-entry, and you should have seen the look on the faces oh, of the other two say, girls. I feel sorry for the actual entrance. And the girl who ran third, I, I just turned to her and I said, well, we, we, me and my son reckon you should have won because at least you entered, you know. So anyway, it was quite a funny day. On the, Did you poke, in, poke your head into the fashions on the field that day, Shelley, at Mansfield? No, no, I didn't. I had um, three horses at Mansfield, so I sort of just hung around them and, um, yeah, I didn't get much of a chance to, to head out other than that, but... Um, the picnic circuit's great for kids. They put a lot on for them. Face painting, jumping castles. There's so much entertainment for them. It's just a good family day. Can Star Cripper or Kissins bring your other runner get the job done this weekend at Heelsville, Shelley? Well, I'm hoping, but Kissing Springs proving to be um, extremely frustrating for us. Um, we've brought her back to 1,000 metres just to basically jump and run her, see how she goes. She's... um doing our heads in, so to put it nicely. Um, but Forrest, look, I'll, I'll just get his honest 100% effort. He leaves nothing out there. He um, he absolutely just tries his heart out every time for us. Um, he loves it, he, he and he knows what he's there for. So um, I'll, I'll expect his usual 100% trying. So. I've got a fair idea what you say when you cheer him at about the 200-metre mark. I get a bit loud. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Yes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But I think it was actually my brother-in-law, Craig, who named him. Named him Forrest. He's, um, yeah, he's been with us for, you know, around us forever, even while he was with Brad Cole. But I think it was actually my brother-in-law that named him, and he's, he's been well-named, that's for sure. Uh, well, we look forward to seeing what he can do on the weekend. And for those going out there, it's sure to be a sensational day at Heels. We're great to see racing back, and it's been uh, terrific to catch up, Shelley. So good luck over the weekend and all the best for the rest of the season. Lovely. Thank you so much. Shelley Kirkpatrick joining us there. Two runners at Heelsville on Saturday, and that's what it's all about, isn't it, Matthew? Great story. Loves the horses, loves the races, and that's, that's what it's about. Well, do you get these stories at the at the other top end of town. I just don't think these stories... I think they're very country-centric stories, aren't they? Uh, like the weird cobbled-together outfits at the Fashions on the Field was hilarious. And the little kids running up the straight at the, the meeting that we lost at Hillsville, uh, Nikita, the Christmas meeting, the, the, this, the, the foot race for the kids. and Sam, There's things that you could pull off at the picnic meetings and it really feels great and works that, that you can't replicate them elsewhere. They're just very specific to that. Mm. That vibe, so yeah, no, there's certainly a lot of stuff going on there that's just fantastic. Mm. I actually saw a grab on social media yesterday, Rival Network, discussing whether or not horse racing is all about the punt or not. Saw well, that, yeah. It, it, well, listen to an interview like that, it's, it's, it can be quite obvious that it's not. It's fueled by it, Nikita, the pun, oh, isn't it? But it's but not defined by it. it everyone accepts that it's part of it, <clears throat> Yeah, but it's, it's so much more than that. No, yeah, no. There's yeah. so many good stories in racing, isn't it? And uh, mm. and that's just one of them with Shelley. And um, we love, obviously, hearing from them each week. It's mm. uh, my favourite part of the show is hearing from those people that we don't know mm. a lot about. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, what else is happening over the next seven days or so, Nikita? Well, we've actually um, just launched our new campaign, which is called uh, Says Thanks Campaign. So as we know, it's been a tough couple of years for um, communities with COVID and, and race clubs as well. And then they were hit hard by the floods. And as we know, so many people lost homes and businesses and, and we lost a stack of race meetings as well. So um, it was a tough time for the industry. So um, commencing Feb 10, Collect Cup Day um, at 37 meetings, uh, 
clubs will have a number of free GA tickets um, which they can engage with their local community and give away to to people that really deserve them, Mm -hmm. that have done it tough or that have been there and and really stood up in their community and helped out. So um, there's a a link on the website if you head to country.racing.com forward slash thanks. There's a form where you can um, apply or uh, or nominate someone or contact your local club but uh, a number of tickets there, free GA so people can get along and celebrate a good day at a country meeting. Absolutely. Great initiative. Have you got a what caught my eye? If you do, we can come back after Shepard and grab that. All right. We'll we'll hold that. Nikita, what caught your eye over the last seven days? What caught my eye? Well, there's a few things, but uh, number one was uh, Razor Ray Douglas, who I'm sure you know well, Matt, uh, reaching 800 career winners um, when he rode Copthorne to victory at Woolamai last weekend. So a terrific effort. As we know, uh, they don't get as many opportunities, the picnic jockeys. So uh, to to reach 800 is a terrific milestone. So congratulations to Ray. I I had a chat to him on Monday and wrote a little piece there. I know he was on uh, the show earlier in the week, but... I thought that was terrific, so that's what caught my eye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a ripper, isn't he, Matt? Yeah, he's a he's he's just such a he's like well, a great character. Mm. Like from any era, you know, you could you could he could you could listen to an audio of someone from a hundred years ago and he'd be still telling the same yarns as Razor. Because uh, he's been riding for 100 years, basically. So. <laughs> uh, no, he's a cracking bloke and he's your classic racing character and you'll only see him at the picnics. Yeah, there's plenty of those. Uh, Nikita, enjoy your week. I think I'm off next week, so I'm not sure whether there's a third wheel in here or not or if it's just you two, but um, there's plenty to talk about. So look forward to hearing you guys do that next Thursday. No worries at all. Thanks, guys. Nikita Ross joining us there for the Country Racing Show. That'll be back next Thursday morning on Big V Racing.